right, we are back. We're not going to do any obituaries in today's show, although a number of people have uh, died that are worthy of some note. People like Calvert DeForest, one of the truly indelible figures of late-night television and a stalwart of both David Letterman's programs, where he was known as Larry Bud Melman. We'll talk about Larry Bud and some others on next week's program. We'll also, on next week's program, address this uh, startling item from the U.K., wherein a study in the distinguished scientific magazine The Lancet from Professor David Nutt of the University of Bristol and Professor Colin Blakemore, chief executive of the Medical Research Council. Uh, Those gentlemen and two other colleagues developed a new drug ranking system that would class socially acceptable tobacco and alcohol as more harmful than cannabis and considerably more dangerous than Class A drugs in the UK, considered the most dangerous type, such as ecstasy and LSD. We're going to devote some time to this in the weeks to come. I'm not sure I agree with some of their new rankings either, but it certainly is uh, food for discussion. Stay tuned for that one. Well, I guess we're still in a Supreme Court mode uh, uh, carrying over from last week. One looming battle that's going to go before the Supreme Court is going to be a result of the U.S. Appeals Court last week striking down a strict ban on owning firearms in Washington, D.C., This apparently was the first time a federal appeals court has voided a gun law on the basis of the Second Amendment. As The Economist magazine reported, the debate about the meaning of the Second Amendment is one of the fiercest in constitutional law. The Washington ordinance that was struck down was among the nation's most restrictive. Said Nelson Lund, a law professor at George Mason University in Virginia, it basically forbids everyone from having a gun. Personally, I have a very hard time supporting a, a ban that's that restrictive. Here's a crime story from a couple months ago I thought was pretty bizarre. In Los Angeles, a man was cleared of murder when outtakes from the HBO comedy Curb Your Enthusiasm put him at Dodger Stadium when a murder occurred. He will now get $320,000 in a settlement from the city of Los Angeles. The L.A. City Council agreed to settle the police misconduct lawsuit filed by Juan Catalan, who spent five months in jail before footage from Curb Your Enthusiasm cemented his alibi. Apparently, Mr. Catalan's defense lawyer went through footage of crowd shots from the televised game but couldn't find his client. Then he learned that the HBO comedy starring former Seinfeld co-creator Larry David had been shooting at the ballpark that day. There he was in the outtakes, said Gary S. Castleman, the attorney handling Catalan's lawsuit. He's glad it's over. According to Castleman, someone else is now being prosecuted for the slaying in question. Catalan was reportedly not a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm before his time in jail, said Castleman. He is now. Well, here's another item I want to return to, a clipping I have from months ago. We're talking about judges and their decisions. Um... You know, a few months back, a federal judge vacated the conviction of Enron's late founder, Kenneth Lay, which wiped out a jury's verdict that he committed fraud and conspiracy in one of the biggest corporate scandals in U.S. history. According to an article uh, in the Associated Press, U.S. District Judge Sim Lake agreed with Kenneth Lay's lawyers that his death required that his conviction be erased and his indictment be dismissed. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm, I'm not sure why a man's death uh, requires either of those things. But they cited a 2004 ruling from the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that found that a defendant's death pending appeal extinguished 
his entire case because he hadn't had a full opportunity to challenge the conviction and the government shouldn't be able to punish a dead defendant or his estate. Oh, and Mr. Kenneth Lay's estate? Well, his lawyer said, on behalf of his, his estate, I'm really quite pleased with the ruling and glad this brings to a close the criminal proceedings against Mr. Lay. Oh, yes, and by the way, perhaps not coincidentally, the ruling thwarted the government's bid to seek $43.5 million prosecutors allege Lay took by participating in Enron's fraud. So that's $43.5 million you and me, the taxpayer, don't get back, which will remain in the Lay family Swiss bank accounts. Yeah, if that's justice, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a monkey's uncle. Speaking of rich guys behaving badly... The issue of the behavior of, uh, of the super-rich and, and what CEOs are extracting, uh, strip-mining out of their various corporations has been in the news quite a bit lately. It's been reported that the current crop of billionaires out there doesn't seem to be giving away a lot of their money. The question's been asked, uh, since billionaires can use only so many yachts, cars, and estates, why do they hoard? Michael Kinsley commented in Slate.com, It's simple. It's how they keep score. Most mega-capitalists are highly competitive, driven people who are measured and measure themselves by how much richer they are than everyone else. People like me, said investor Carl Icahn, are out to win, and winning is money. And if you, uh, if you share that sort of philosophy in life, you might want to consider taking up uh, <laughs> Donald Trump on his various seminar offers. I got one in the mail here uh, fairly recently. I, I did not a- attend the event. But I did like the charming way that Donald Trump signed the letter that was sent out to all of the uh, prospective participants. <laughs> he signs it, Donald Trump, real estate billionaire. So we got to thinking, why don't we see if we can get Donald Trump on the program? His people said he would. So joining us now from his home in Palm Beach, Florida, welcome to Radio Parallax, Donald Trump. Eric, have you achieved the financial success you deserve? Well, I, I'm not sure. I have, and this weekend I'm going to show you how to achieve financial success. Let me ask you, Doug, do you have the right mindset to be rich? Well, that's a good question. I do. Do you eat filet mignon every night? Well, not, no, I can't say that I do. No. I do. Do you drink Dom Perignon out of the shoe of a supermodel? That doesn't even sound sanitary. I do. Have you been asked to be a celebrity judge for a contest called World's Greatest Asses? Mr. Trump? I have, and you can too. Well, you know, that's, that's not a major goal, frankly. For the incredible price, Doug, of $49.95, you and your listeners can hear my real estate wealth secrets. This is actually a non-commercial station. You want to do pledge drives all year? Don't be a chump. Listen to Trump. My can't miss tactics were known only to me till now. We really can't go there, actually. You don't learn my secrets, like how to buy low, sell high, how to build value, while always being a real classy guy. Classy. Always, my friend, always. When I pass gas, it's through soap, baby. But listen, millions have used my techniques to get rich. Why shouldn't you invest six hours at $49.95? It isn't the money. My seminars normally go for $349.95. But look, this is our annual millionaire special. What, what does that mean? Tony Robbins is coming. He's not just the tallest motivational speaker in America. He's got the whitest teeth and the crispest crease in his trousers of anyone you'll ever meet. Hmm. And Deepak Chopra will be there, Doug. The man delivers so much satisfaction, Doug. Mick Jagger's just joined up with people. What? Listen to Deepak and you can be happy too. And look, happy people make money, Doug. They do? They do. And as if that wasn't enough, you'll also get Robert Kiyosaki. That's, that's that rich dad, poor dad guy? That's the guy. His poor dad, 
He was a swell guy, did cancer research, did charity work. I'm sure he was a one-man Red Cross. But listen, when he got old, he didn't have a pot to urinate in. Thank you for saying urinate. You want to wind up like that, Doug, huh? I don't think so. You want to be like his rich dad, Doug. That's what I'm thinking. I do? He's the kind of guy who sells iceboxes to Eskimos and gets them to pay the freight. When he dies, he'll have a coffin made of 14 carat platinum, Doug. Well, I'm not sure platinum comes in carrots. They'll have to roll him into the hole with a crane. $1,600 an ounce, too. Wouldn't you choose to go out like that? Well, I'm not really choosing to go any particular... Listen, the late great May West once said, I've been rich and I've been poor. Rich is better. We have a seminar for an Indian tribe in New Mexico, Doug. They were living on a reservation in trailer parks. Trailer parks, I tell you. One weekend with Trump, and they started building casinos. Th th thanks casinos to you. Casinos out the wazoo. They listened to Trump. And now there's plenty of wampum coming in the old teepee, let me tell you. I see. Going from the white man to the red man, baby. The firewater is Don Perignon. Now, I say that's the real Montezuma's revenge for the new Mexican. Well, now, actually, Montezuma was Mexican. Yeah, the old Mexico, sure. I'm talking New Mexico. It's more like New York now, once they decided to follow my super wealth-building seminars. And it could work for you, too. Well, I'll think about it. Don't think. Do. Do. Move your fanny to the phone. Well, I'll try. Past tense of try. What is it? It's tried. I tried. Losers talk like that, Doug. You want to be a loser? Wind up without a pot to pee in? I think we have to go, Mr. Call Trump. now. Operators are standing by. Let me give the number. Uh, no. <laughs> that was Donald Trump, the alleged multimillionaire. We, we may have him back. And again, we may not. Money don't get everything. It's true. What it don't get, I can't use. I want money. That about does it for today's program. Our thanks to Jeff Shaw of KDIRT, Alice Edgerton of WECI-FM, Colonel Charlie Brown, and of course, Donald Trump. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. On next week's program, we'll speak with James Israel, publisher and editor of the Comic Press News, about his 16th anniversary, bringing us some of America's best political cartoons. 